0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Brain Food Podcast. I am Casey Thomas, and today I want to talk to you about habits. Before I do, please be sure to leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you're thinking about all of these episodes that I am putting out for you. I love feedback both good and bad, (laughs) I thrive on constructive criticism. So if you can, please do that. And also if you can, please do subscribe. It really does help me out a whole bunch. Or if you don't want to do that and you have got some value out of these episodes, please just share it with a friend. I'd really appreciate it and it really does help me grow this podcast. So without further ado, let's dive into habits, which I think is a little bit of a sidestep from what we've been most frequently talking about, but is really, really important because without habit formation, it becomes very difficult to implement any kind of nutrition change. It's very easy to tell someone to eat chicken, rice, and broccoli all day long, (laughs) but it's really hard to actually do that. How do we implement it? How do we make this a staple in our day-to-day lives and not a chore? And the way we do that is by creating habits. Here's an example. How often do you brush your teeth? Hopefully every day. (laughs) This is just to show that there are some things that we have so ingrained in our lives that we don't mind doing them all the time. Probably, you know, the first few times you had to brush your teeth ever wasn't the most exciting thing in the world. But now it's not a chore. Now it's just part of the daily routine. And we want to make health and peak brain performance be part of our day-to-day routine. And we do that by talking about habits. And specifically, these concepts come straight out of psychology. That's my goal today, is to talk about habit formation and the why behind what people do with their nutrition. So a little bit about habits, the brain is hardwired to create habits wherever possible. The brain is lazy. Okay. Habits save energy because they put some process on autopilot. It's a good thing that we do this. Okay. The brain tries to be efficient and a habit can be broken up into four parts. All right. So part one is a trigger. And this is just something to start the whole thing off. And it could literally be anything. Step two in a habit is a craving. So the trigger has made you want to seek out a specific response. And the the key word there is want. Okay, so you have this craving. You have this desire to do this thing because the trigger came along. The third part of a habit is the response. And this is the actual act that is linked with the above trigger. Okay. And then the last part of the habit is some sort of reward. All right. There has to be a payoff for completing the response. And so here's an example. Let's say you're tired in the morning. All right. So now this feeling of tiredness is going to cue some desire with you. And let's say it's going to cue some coffee craving. All right. So what you do is you head to your local Starbucks, and now you pick up your favorite brew. You then drink your coffee, and you feel rejuvenated. So the reward of this rejuvenation reinforces the process, so that way you're more likely to do it again. If there was no reward, then the process wouldn't be reinforced, and you probably wouldn't do it again. So here's where it gets interesting though, because all that's probably sounding a little bit familiar, maybe a little bit intuitive. I'm sure you guys have all heard of Pavlov's dogs. We're talking about conditioning responses here, but it works the same for us and our behaviors as well. But in your brain, whenever you complete a process for the very first time, it's kind of like navigating untrodden wilderness. It's very slow. It's very inefficient. It's very cumbersome it takes a ton of energy but if you walk the exact same route over and over and over again you eventually create a path and this path becomes easier and easier to walk as you know the brush gets cleared the ground gets packed in and soon enough with enough traffic it's going to become a road and then maybe a freeway and then it's the standard route okay so just trying to put it in a metaphor So that's habits, okay? And that's what's going on in your brain. But how do bad habits form? We run into serious problems when a short-term reward reinforces a particular process that is detrimental to us in the long term. And and this is honestly the core. This is the root for all bad nutrition habits. Uh, For example, eating a treat might be immediately rewarding to your palate because it tastes great, right? Hyper palatable foods, nice and tasty. But this is going to negatively impact your body composition. But that process takes a long time to occur, and it's being circumvented by the short-term reward. Another example, maybe you're stress eating, and the food makes you feel better in the short term, but it could be bad for your health in the long term. And so an important point here is that the more you engage in the process, the harder it becomes to break. If your brain has a freeway built for some particular trigger and you're trying to go wild and through the woods, the brain doesn't like that. There is no reason to spend so much extra effort on this other route when we have this beautiful freeway that's already been built. All right. And that, you know, to, to make that clear, you know, that's an example of like a bad habit that's well-established and you're trying to now create a good habit. And that's why it's so hard to, to break these bad habits. (laughs) And this is a really key point here is, is how do we break a bad habit? Well, it's not enough. It's not enough to simply stop a bad habit. Once that road is built in your brain, it can never be unmade, okay? We can never go in with the demolition crew and just blow up that road. It's not possible. It's going to be there forever. The only way to break, I'm putting that in air quotes, by the way, the only way to break a bad habit is to create an entirely new route with the exact same trigger. And I'm going to say that again for emphasis because that's a really, really important bit that I want you to know. The only way, the only way to break a bad habit is to create another route for the exact same trigger. So let's say you're a stress eater. When you get stressed, you crave some candy, you eat some candy, you ride the sugar wave to happiness. So what you need to do is force a new response to the same trigger. So now, the next time you get stressed, instead, we go for a 15-minute walk. And if the fresh air and exercise aren't giving your brain enough reward by itself, then you can artificially add in a reward. So for example, have someone praise you at the end of the walk, or maybe you agree to buy yourself a small fun item, or maybe you allow yourself to have some fun doing your favorite activity. All right, whatever motivates you, you need to use it. And and here's where it gets hard. You need to keep doing this new process whenever you are stressed. We need to build another road. And depending on the process involved, this can take weeks, months, or even years. A good target to shoot for is at least 10 to 12 weeks, right? And uh, as a little sidebar, this is why I encourage people to stick with me for at least 12 to 16 weeks, because I want to work towards cementing new habits for long-term success. And, And one thing I want to add in is that it will be hardest at the beginning, but it does get easier. Okay, you can trust me on that. So let's set some expectations though. Let's say you've been walking in lieu of this stress eating response for 12 weeks. What can you expect? Well, now you have two equally appealing roads leading off from the same trigger. And so all else being equal, now your brain has a 50-50 chance at going one way or another. And so we're not quite out of the woods yet. It's gonna be important for you to still be choosing the good habit more frequently than the bad habit right that's the only requirement that you're choosing it more frequently than the bad habit and eventually you're hoping that the good habit becomes you know some major 20 lane freeway in your brain while the bad habit stays just a dirt road and only then only by that time will the brain say hey this is no contest i'm going to take the route that the good habit has established And this is where many people fail here because they feel that they were diligent for so long that they can start to relax. And then they start choosing the bad habit, you know, maybe six out of 10 times instead of one out of 10 times. And then it just eventually reverts itself back to square one. So just some final thoughts here, though. People tell me bad habits are difficult to break, and that's certainly true. But you know what else is hard to break? Good habits. Your actions, your actions, what you do, these will reinforce and support future actions. And you need to choose good habits to reinforce. And what I really want you to remember from this, if you take nothing else from this podcast, is that you can't simply look to cut out a bad habit from your life, All right? You can't just cut it out. It's not going to work. You have to replace it. That's the only way you're going to get lasting success with it. Okay. All right, I'll stop there. Next week, I do want to talk about a specific program that has been shown to actually rewire your brain when we look at it under a brain scan. So it's going to be a continuation of some of the themes that we talked about today that are not strictly nutrition related. But I think it's really important because any action that you're hoping to incorporate into your daily life, you want it to become a habit. (laughs) And this applies to everything. All right, I'm going to shut up now. If you can, please let me know what you thought this week. Please let me know anything else you want to hear about, okay? I love getting feedback from from the listeners. I love making podcast episodes based off of what you guys are curious about. So with that, I'll, I'll be done for the day. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I hope you have a good rest of your day, and go start taking action on the things that are important to you, okay? Take care.